Welcome to my first ever Super Couples series featuring partnerships who are willing to press play on their relationship and reconnect with their mate in a forever kind of way. Each couple was sent a secret game, not of the sex kind, from my upcoming book to be released Valentine's Day 2023 and asked to play with their loved one, followed by a real and raw debrief conversation with moi, your host. The games were anything from sleepy time chanting to revisiting their wedding vows decades down the track, to getting jiggy with a puzzle, to creating a dream home out of paper. The activities were vast yet always maintained their focus on connecting in a different way. Join us as interesting couples from around the world press play. This game is near and dear to my heart. I will never forget sitting down to compose my own vows 15 years ago and feeling the enormity of the promise and commitment. Because we weren't using pre-designed vows, I found the whole experience even more confronting and real. In most countries, your solemn promise is even considered law. It is that honored and respected in so many cultures. So this Vows Brought to Life game offers that refreshing opportunity to go back, revisit, and infuse who you are as a couple in the here and now, adding a whole new power to your testament. Laughter and joy often spring out as memories of that special day bubble to the surface. In our debrief game tonight, we are getting into it with Aussie couple Emma and Pete, who uttered their vows more than 17 years ago. They're more than us in Mackay, Queensland. Maybe you've never heard of it, but maybe you have. So now they're a family of four working diligently in their community as humble servants of goodness to all those around them. I know they would laugh at that description, but that's how I see you guys. So Emma, I had to give you the first word. Okay. So let's be honest. Let's just get comfortable here. But before we dive in, I have to ask, what was it even like to try to unearth the vows that I'm sure were really dusty. Well, um, we spent a bit of time going through all of our old folders and files and tried to track them down and in the end couldn't find them. So we, um, we had a bit of a chat about the main parts of the vows that we remembered and then we looked at a few different online ones and we found something that we think resembles the original vows. Got it. Which I'm so glad that happened because it'd be actually interesting to survey people who actually knows where their vows are. I think you guys were ahead of the game in that you actually knew a little bit of what they were. And again, it kind of um, gets me excited for this game for that reason, because remember on the day, like I said, in, in many countries, our word is law. And yet I would say if we surveyed 90% of people don't even remember what their vows are. So how exciting that we did this. So Pete, as a hubby, what had you even say yes to doing this exercise when Emma brought the idea to you? Be honest. You were so convincing, Sarah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really? Is that true though? But if Emma's in, I'm in. Let's do it. Awesome. Is that on that, Pete, because that's quite nice. Is that generally how it works with you? If, em- if Emma's in, you're in? Yeah, for sure. It's going to be. Jeez. You know, we're going to talk later a little bit about a mantra, you know, having sort of something quick and fast about your relationship that you can remember versus vows that nobody can. And I'm thinking that's a pretty good one that some people could 
could kind of adopt. If she's in, yeah. I'm in. That's well, cool. I think we were actually talking about that tonight in preparation, and I was like, we do it together. You know, whatever happens, yeah. we do it together. So, you know, we're, we can't find our fouls, but we're in to talk about them. <laughs> But we, but you knew, you, but but even that, I mean, if I reflect on our our growing friendship, I would say that what you just said really reflects you guys. You know, you do it together. It's really cool. So love that, love that. So Emma, talk to me a little bit about keywords. So I know you you guys went online. You said, oh, this kind of looks like it. You did a bit of Emma's of you know a top student and. And hubby is the teacher. So watch out, guys. Get ready. Um, they feel that they didn't do their homework up to par. But in terms of keywords, Emma, talk to me a little bit about some of the keywords and some of the meanings of maybe a keyword that's jumping out at you. I think the, the really big thing that I remember was just our vows really saying thank you for seeing all of the strengths in me and the uh, and what um you know, what is amazing about me and embracing that and celebrating that, but also encouraging me to go from there, to keep stretching, to keep challenging and to go on adventures and, you know, supporting each other to be the best that we can be individually as well as together. So that's what I, you know, really remember. And so some of the words that really stood out to me with with things like bringing joy to life, um, you know, really encouraging and all that we do, taking time for each other, that really stood out to me, um, and also being there for each other. So words like strength and comfort and, um, you know, sharing everything on the journey, everything that we are, but also everything that we have. Hmm. So I want to pull one word because it just, I don't know why this is the one that, stood out for me, the word encourage. So when you said the thing you remember was that being fully supported and accepted for who you are, tell me why that word encouragement of who you are, what does that mean to you? I think, um, you know, when challenges come up, when you feel like you've got a partner and you, you know, partner in every situation, someone that's going to be there and support you through it, you feel like you can be braver than maybe on your own. You feel like you can step out uh, and have the faith maybe to try things that otherwise you might be a bit apprehensive about trying. Mm -hmm. Um, Having someone believe in you helps you believe in yourself even more so, I think. I think I'm going to jump in and just say, I think encourage means to lift up. And so like if encourage means you don't have the courage. And so we see that in each other. I think I'd like to think that we would do that. And we, we notice when the other just needs that little bit of lifting up to what they need to do and achieve what they need to achieve or be who they need to be. And so it's kind of like a, um, help help them in a time of weakness right. and so encourage kind of sounds a little bit of a positive word but it actually is talking through right. you know encourage and so I, I think that's important to notice that that's cool I like how you, you do you know, that helping to that. have courage through difficult times as well so mm. and this is either one of you can jump on this one but how has that courage of togetherness and, and lifting each other up shifted and changed over the years because you guys are in your young 20s you know we we were jokingly showing the wedding photos that pete's unrecognizable i mean what's happened 
<laughs> like George Clooney has emerged. So yeah. what, what else has changed? You got to have salt and pepper with your food. Like who cooks something and doesn't have salt and pepper, right? You need it. <laughs> Emma's just maintained the brown locks. Oh, but- I'm going to go off the, the, the cuff and just say, I feel like being married in your early 20s is easy. Life is easy then. Hmm. Because when you're you're getting large mortgages and having kids and managing, you know, really stressful jobs. That's hard. That's when life is hard. But in your early twenties, like people will go, Oh, you got married really young. But yeah, that was easy. Like we we had the world ahead of us. And so we so tell me a moment that you can remember where Emma's lifted you up in recent years when it's been hard. Without you don't have to share your whole life story, but where's a moment where you thought, you know what? I couldn't have done that if she hadn't have supported me like that. Just over two years ago when we decided to come to Brisbane mm-hmm. and I had a job offer and I probably crawled up into a ball on the floor and <laughs> was know. in tears and said, I don't want to do this. I can't do this. Wow. And it, we can do this. We can do it together. Wow. And the moment she said that, did, was it immediate or was it, did it take a bit of time for you to unfurl out of the ball? <laughs> yeah, of course it took some time, but it's it's always comforting to have someone say that and support you through and just work through that together. Awesome. Emma, what about you in terms of being supported in these years after having children, working again, you're in a new city? I mean, how has this word almost changed meanings now or has it? Yeah. It, it is really tricky because you're constantly balancing all of the ambitions that you probably had when you started your, your profession and your journey and and then your ambitions of being, you know, the perfect mom, the perfect wife, the perfect friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think for me it's meant having someone that just listens and Pete is someone that, um, you know, if it's really important to me, helps me in whatever way he can to make it possible and then really also helps me stop and not be that, you know, perfectionist that feels like I need to constantly fix those glitches but actually just to stop and celebrate how much, you know, wonderful there is. Um, and, and to be able to say, you know, to remind me that there are seasons for, for um Seasons in life, seasons where it is more about not being able to expand your business, seasons where it's about, you know, having afternoons free so that you can go for a bush walk. And then other seasons where it's, you know, Pete takes time from his work and his ambitions for me to be able to focus maybe on um, something that's really important for me as a personal goal. So um, it's that constant sort of, you know, doing that dance of life together. Mm -hmm. Love that. I love that the two shares because one was a distinct moment, you know, of needing the courage. And the other one is almost that date, the daily reminders, and they're both important. And so I'm curious, this one's for you, Pete. Um, you know, the, this game is about um, your word. You know, it really is. We're, we're kind of like honing in on vows because word you know we're talking about word being law so if we take that out of you know politics or anything like that and we really talk about being a man of your word you really strike me as someone who's like that can you paint a picture of what that looks like because there are a lot of 
people who are not their word. So how do you see that you're a man of your word in your marriage? It's interesting. It's a good question. And you probably got me a little bit stumped. I think there's, mm-hmm. there's two things. I think like, I can't remember most of our vows, but I can, and we started our conversation. I said this, and I think for me, it's, completely came from within inside like nothing is ever going to change what we're we're doing here and I can't remember the words but I remember the heart mm. that was this is forever like nothing ever going to change that mm. um, and so I, I don't actually have a lot of words to wrap around that but I'm also um, I'm innately a people pleaser so I, I want to try and do you know everything I can to make am happy so I think it's kind of like those two things meeting like the thing that has no words to describe our forever connection and then the the things that's like I'll do anything I can to make you happy Mm. um which and I don't think either of those are you know meaningful without each other so to speak and this might annoy you because it might be more of a feeling but how what does forever mean to you <laughs> Sorry. To death to us. So <laughs> she's on her last breath. <laughs> well, I mean that's that's exactly what it means. Or is it your last breath? Ooh. We die first. <laughs> you know, do, do you stop loving that person even when they pass? You know, and your love for that person is hmm. you, you may love others, but that love is still forever. You know, because we have kids similar age, um, my my six year old asking me what 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 does love really mean, mom? You know, and I think they do that to us. You know, they cause us to really think about these words that we utter on a daily basis and so regular. And I I really was saying a couple things, and I I was like thinking in myself, I have to marinate on this. You know, I have to kind of think about what I would say even at to this age as well, because she doesn't want to say, I love you to people. It's really fascinating to me. So I'm like, okay, I love that. Let's, let's kind of see what's going on there. And what do you, to me, to not say, it means you think it's something and you don't want to say that, you know, so that's interesting in its own right. So um, I'm okay that what you said um, that I stumped you Pete a little bit with that, because I kind of hope the game causes people to have to go and, take pause and, and think of, huh, what does every day, what does forever look like in my everyday? I know Nat and I, we were quite confronted with the word forever. It brings up things for people. And one of the things that we came up with our mantra was every day forever, because it was almost like infinity. It's, you know, in maths, you actually can never, ever point to it. You can just like sneak up on it. You know, there's all these symbols to kind of say, this is toward infinity, but it's actually inexplainable. And I find forever is, has that feeling to it. And Emma alluded to that. Oh, is that even after death? Oh, gosh, then what? Um, so, yeah, I'm okay that it causes pause and you kind of think about it. And then, you you know, you sort of come up with who are we going to be moving down the track in the next five years, in the next 10 years? And when your kids ask you the hard questions, like I'm getting asked. So Pete, we'll leave that on Pete. We'll just drop that bomb on him. Good, Pete. He had answers. But Emma, um, what did you notice as you went through the years 
of your life and the applications of your vows over your life. So as your life has gone through, I know you didn't like think you don't think of them on the regular, but do you feel like those vows you're proud of them? And those are the ones that you're glad you said. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm really glad that, um, we were given the option of having set vows and we stopped and we we did adapt to them. We we made them our own. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. And I remember Pete and I taking the time to to really think about um, certain words very carefully and what mm-hmm. they meant for us. And we also, we, we wanted our vows to be identical um, mm-hmm. rather than one person, um, you know, having a different role in that relationship because that idea of being a team and being equal was certainly something that was very important to us. Awesome. It's great. It's great hearing your, almost like your, it's like your mission statement, you know, that you both have, because I didn't know your mission statement, but I know who you are. And actually, therefore, I do know your mission statement. It's like now hearing you say that, I'm like, so interesting because other couples always reflect on how equal you both are. And Emma's always calling people out too when they want to rise Pete out of the ether of, oh my gosh, he made dinner. And she's like, yeah, he makes dinner. Hello. You know, like you really challenge people's stereotyping around what men can do, who they are as dads. Like when people are shocked that someone has their kids for the weekend and everyone's like, wow, they did the weekend. And you're like, they're, they're a parent. Yep. Yep. You know, it's great to hear how your mission around your vows is actually what kind of is coming out of you both in the community. It's cool. And we want that for our kids. Like you want that for your daughter, Jordan, and we want that for both of our kids. You know, we have a daughter and a son. So we want them to look at the other gender as equal and that they respect all people and that they have dreams for themselves that are equal as well. Wow. Super cool. So this one I know might be on the spot and you both can collaborate a little, but when you think of where you'll be in 10 years, a vision of you guys. So, so you can think family, but even you two, 10 years on. So add some more gray there, Pete, but what do you think you would want to insert as a vision for your marriage? over the next 10 years? I hope we're still laughing. (laughs) Oh, very cool. I like that. That's really important. He doesn't want to laugh. I got that. Okay. (laughs) We're kind of thinking about our family and I think we, Emma and I can sit down and we can work out what we'll talk about in 10 years. We could, we could timeline it. We could map it. We could work all of that out. But what I want is to be surprised and I'm looking forward to the surprise because, gosh, it would be boring in 10 years' time if we were living what we planned right now. And we could plan that right now. But mm-hmm. it's the surprise of what we experience as a family together that's ex- exciting and we can't plan that. So that's, re- I, that's really cool. Got it. Yeah, because I think spontaneity or surprise is a way of being as well. Like you, like you say, you could map out trips and Europe and this, but to be surprised when you're there to, to be, I mean, I can imagine that word. I could say some funny stuff as I imagine surprised about your son. There's some surprises you might not. <laughs> you're already being you surprised. Know our son, don't you? 
I know him. He is, he's great. He'll provide all a surprise in the best possible way. Um, and I just want to end, you know, this awesome conversation. I love chatting to you both. Um, again, you really are your mission statement, but as per what you just said, Pete, I think this is a, a really beautiful end. So it's wisdom. It's not mine. It's from a kahuna from Hawaii. And the kahuna's name is, I, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it right, Kaniela Akaka Jr. And I love Hawaiian tradition. I was able to go to Hawaiian, two Hawaiian weddings. And this is one of their traditions. And it's the aloha that calls us to stand face to face with the sacredness of life. Not life as you know or have known, but life that is yet to be lived out. This is the journey. Gosh, who knew Pete was a freaking kahuna? So Hawaiian <laughs> ancestors traveled thousands of miles across uncharted seas on double-hulled canoes to discover the Hawaiian islands, not always knowing that what they would encounter along their journey, not knowing what lie ahead, their faith and commitments to the journey held them steadfast as they weathered storm and sunny waters. And I felt you both just said that in a really Aussie Mackay kind of way that not the Aloha, you know, double holds canoe way. But we predict we'd be driving a Nissan Navara. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Karen, really important. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's it. That's it. And that's the beauty is like, you know, the wisdom of, of some of these elders pronouncing that, but ultimately that's what you just said. You're like, you know, we could track where we're going we could do all this, but ultimately it's, it's the life that's yet to be lived out. So. And can we also just stop and be honest and say, we do have a lot of great plans. Like we do have plans because because I, I am a planner, Pete, not so much a planner, Mm. Um, me, a planner. So we like, we have plans around, you know, traveling and building business and, um, our own professions and plans for our kids and friendships and more dinner parties and, you know, extending. He, he stressed out as you're speaking. It's great to watch. But I think the reason why we try not to make plans that are too detailed is we don't want to be limited by our own ideas of what is possible because again and again over the last 17 years we've just found that anytime we've kind of had this plan something even bigger has happened something even better than what we could have even dreamed for our relationship or our family and we're just so excited to see what that plan is and just to have faith in it just to to wait on it and to um to be courageous when we need to to be patient when we need to um, but it's going to be great. Yeah, that's so great. I thank you both, honestly, for being um, a demonstration of what I love about this game. You know, in life, some people renew their vows. Some people like me get married twice to the same person. You know, we do these wild, wild things that cause us to reflect and create. But again, remember what you just said, that what's that expression? If you want to hear God laugh, you know, tell him your plans. It's, it's a little in that thing, you know, just really remembering that ultimately we can never script how brilliant it can be. So love to you both. Thank you so much for this conversation and for playing the game. And um, till the next time. Thanks, Sarah. 
Thank you for listening in on that intriguing conversation with one of our hand-picked couples invited to play one of the relationship games, which was crafted into my new book called Press Play. If you enjoyed that conversation and feel drawn to leave us a note, we read all of your comments with great appreciation. If it's your own copy of Press Play that you're after, stay tuned for exclusive book launch February 2023 or visit the website at www.inthegamecoaching.com for key information coming your way. And now, it's your turn to press play on your relationship.